We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lefty Podcast. The Anora Boys are in the building. I am your boy, Sean Davis, SD, two mics, the original Lucky Lefty himself, Malik Zaire. We are brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. It is that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you're going to drink, by all means, make sure that you do so responsibly. You gotta do it responsibly. As always, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, follow us, Lucky Lefty Podcast. All our great, all of our great content over at CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. You already know it's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We in it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're going to spin it incredibly different today. Two great guests coming up. Former Notre Dame linebacker, Corey Mays, is going to join us at the halfway through the show. Tomorrow, don't forget, transfer nickel safety from Oklahoma State. Now, the newest addition to the secondary, Thomas Harper, joins us tomorrow. Thomas Harper. For the Culture Friday. I already told him. We need to know what he's listening to. We're going to get into it. He didn't ask for no NIL deal. No, he did not ask for any any money to come interview on Lucky Lefty. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) See, see, Caleb Smith and Thomas Harper are probably going to have great seasons because they did it the right way. Came to us first. They they let you know where the head's at already. Yeah, they know the dame. They in there. Absolutely. Today, Lef, we have a lot to talk about before we even get to Corey Mays. The Chicago Bears have a new president, (laughs) and that means there's a void at the top of the Big Ten. We'll talk about that. We have yet to dig into the way too early top 25 released by ESPN. We're going to talk about that as well. But before we talk about those things, we need to get into a couple of comments that were left based upon the show yesterday. Mm-hmm. We greatly appreciate it. We told you we respond to all comments and questions that you guys post on our videos because we appreciate you. It's because of LL Nation that we're continuing to climb and the climb to 5,000 is real. We appreciate you. Just to re- reiterate, excuse me. Someone asked, someone asked if Justin Scott had been on campus. Justin Scott has been to the Notre Dame campus. He's been there three times. And, you know, hopefully that makes you feel better about where Notre Dame stands in light of what we reported on yesterday. Now, moving on from that, one of the other comments, of course, we fully expected this, that someone would would come back and question us and, you know, someone said we were being a tad bit disrespectful. Look, I told everybody yesterday afterwards, I kind of apologized on the Lucky Lefty podcast Twitter page left. You know, I was grumpy yesterday, bro. I probably <laughs> I probably needed a Snickers. I, I, I probably went a little bit too hard on certain subjects yesterday. I, I kind of admitted that during the show and I definitely knew after the show, like, yeah, it was a lot of frustration, right? Drop the missus off at 3 in the morning. She doesn't arrive and get her luggage in L.A. until, like, 9 o'clock my time. Mm. So that was, like, her whole day in the airport. And, of course, I'm stressed because I have to make sure that she's good. And if she gets there and her luggage is not there, that's a whole nother story. Whole now, story. now I'm sending money to make sure she can go get new makeup stuff. And everything, because that's her purpose for being out there. It was, it was a stressful day. 
right? But basically, someone said we were being disrespectful to one Isaiah Foster. And maybe people, maybe other people are prisoners to stats. I'm not a prisoner to stats. I left, I don't think you're a prisoner to stats as well, right? No. Stats don't tell the entire story, right? And, you know, someone posted, you know, you know how they held Ohio State, you know, to 20 points and this, that, and other. All I know is that the ball was on the four-yard line after a punt, and Notre Dame was up three. Up three. And Ohio State ran the ball down that defensive line's throat all the way down the field. Now, you tell me who was on that defensive line. I don't care what I don't care about stats. I care about coming through in big moments. Coming through in big moments. Because we're gonna talk to Corey Mays in a little bit. Corey Mays laments over the fact that that 2005 team he was on was two plays away from being perfect. Two. Two plays kept them from having a perfect regular season. Two plays. That's it. That's how small the margin is, bro. And that's why your big-time players have to come up at big moments and key points of the game. Never our intent to disrespect the all-time sack leader at Notre Dame. But that doesn't keep us from pointing out the obvious in key moments in big games. We have the right to say, where were you? Notre Dame fans. Should be willing to say, man, what's up? Yeah. Wherever you at? And if you're a prisoner of the stats and you don't want to ask those tough questions, then, hey, I, we don't know what else to tell you. But that's we're not that podcast, man. We're going to keep it a buck and spin it different. That's we what got we to. do. That's what we do. It's lying. I mean, Whoa. it's definitely what we said about Fosky uh, merited some some heavy truth, and we didn't discredit his accomplishments. In fact, we used the accomplishments to say where was the action that that caused the accomplishment. If you're doing the greatest sack record of all time at Notre Dame, your impact in big games should reflect that. Have to be there. Now, if he wasn't the greatest sack leader of Notre Dame and Justin Tuck, who held it for a long time, rightfully so, we still know Justin Tuck for what he did on the field. But some of Fowski's play was very forgettable. That's why I was like, dang, you got 25. I didn't even know. Hmm. So that's the truth. Now, he's the greatest sack leader of all time in Notre Dame. He'll be 30 years out. He can say that, you know. But there was, you can cut on that tape and and say, okay, if you had the greatest sack leader on your team during this period of time, why are not playing in the championship? Why are not winning at all? Y'all got the best sack leader in the school history. 
But that wasn't Will Anderson. During that same time, that same era, who had every accolade and award you can get in a couple rings. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. That's And I don't even know if he's the all-time sack leader over there, but it don't matter. He got everything else. Mm-hmm. And that's all we want because that's what it takes to get to that next level. Lucky Lefty Podcast. That's and that's all we're saying, dude. Y'all can't accept objectivity in a podcast. I don't know what else to tell you. It's not about blame. It's about looking at the game and stating the obvious. Yeah, you know, if you want a podcast that's fearful to speak the truth about certain situations, I don't know what to tell you. But we're gonna speak the truth. Our truth, and if you disagree, by all means, we love disagreements. We love it. We love different POVs, but we're not about to back down. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Like I said, bro, you can't run from the fact. I I can personally, the more I thought about this left, Let's go to the Marshall game. Notre Dame takes the lead. What happens? Marshall doesn't drop back and throw the ball. They run the ball right at that defensive line. Matter of fact, they ran directly to the left side, his side, and broke a big run. That's when they was putting him on the ground, had him like this on the ground. I remember tweeting about it. So – we're just going to ignore that? Yeah, you talk about Tyler Buckner, his interceptions. I agree. But we're going to ignore that? We're just going to ignore that. Can't we're just going to ignore that USC in the second half just lined up with Austin Jones and just ran the ball. We're just going to ignore that? We're going to ignore the fact that BYU got back in the game by running the ball. We're going to ignore the fact that all of that greatness on that D-line gave up 130 yards per game on the ground. We're just going to ignore that. Per game. You can talk about points. They didn't do this. They didn't do that. That's not a championship line. Not 130 games. They were not a championship defensive line. You can talk points all you want to. If that defensive line had ran up against Georgia, Or any other top offensive line, it would not have been good. You just and, you, and people look. We really try to open up the culture of Notre Dame for the fan base to be able to say, "Yo, speak the truth." Point we're out, like we're point just out right the now, things that no one else will say. We are the Chicagoans to Justin Fields. Yes, at the gas station. Justin Fields, we love you, man. You you killing it, franchise QB. We going to the top. Yes. However, however, you just get your accuracy right. <laughs> exactly. exactly. You gonna be right. That was the best, bro. <laughs> that was the absolute best. And we just guys at the bus stop. We just happened to see him at the gas station. Run over there. Hey, let me get a picture autograph. But hey, that passing. If you could just. In the hands, like right here, hitting with one of them, just hitting right here. Like he, 
But I'm sure Justin appreciated it though. Because sure he knows he that the fans are real. What you think Jalen Hurts is getting in Philly? They probably keeping it super real over cheese steaks. They making this cheese steak to do, making this cheese. Hey, you know, I love how you running, Jalen, but we need that passing for the playoffs. Hey man, you gotta stay healthy, bro, because we can't be doing thing. this garden of miss you. <laughs> You hey, you running real hard, man. Get down sometime. <laughs> Hit him with the fall sometime. Slide. You slide. You do I do that? Facts. <laughs> and that's all we're saying, man. That's why we started the podcast. Because you wanted this atmosphere that's for right. Notre Dame fans, college football fans. Speak your mind, man. If you see some things we don't see, man, let us know. Because we might miss some things. We might miss something. But that's why we have LL Nation, man. Because they keep the chat lit, full the of information. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to love it. But don't don't go out there preaching fallacies. <laughs> Nobody hating or disrespecting Isaiah Foster. We love Isaiah Foster. We're just not... We're, we're not scared to pull up on them at the gas station and tell them the truth. <laughs> and his, his nice bands and, and, and his Rolex. No, we'll pull up on them. We'll pull up on them. If I see him in South Bend, hey, boy, hey, seven. <laughs> hey, we love you, boy. Got your jersey hanging up still. You do know Dewan Jones <laughs> was handling you, though. Went to the league off that tape. Uh, I mean, yo, and hey, like my boy, like my boy MW Junior said, Jr. said, it is that's dude, that's the Chicago way, bro. It's the only way. That's the only way we know how to do it. That's the Chicago way. That's that barbershop talk, bro. Yeah. Lucky they left. Probably, they probably there. tell Jordan, hey, just a couple more points, Jordan. You know, sure. <laughs> I so, love your shoes, though, but, man, just follow through. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so the Big Ten has to look for a new commissioner. And um, the Chicago Bears have a new president. Kevin Warren is going to be the new president of the Chicago Bears starting April 17th. And a lot of people are happy in a sense because, you know, people blame Kevin Warren for trying to cancel the season. Kevin Warren works for the presidents of the universities. And you literally had presidents and head coaches at those universities having public spats. During the COVID year, Kevin Warren did what the president's asked him to do. When you take a job like that, you already know going in, you know, you have to eat some crow in some certain situations, bro. You just have to take some hits. The same thing, Roger Goodell, he has to take some hits for that fat check. He works for the owners. I truly believe Kevin Warren got tired of being put in that position, but his legacy will be the new TV contract for the Big Ten. And absolutely his, his man under the radar response to the SEC, Oklahoma and Texas snatching USC and UCLA. That's his lasting legacy. 
as a Big Ten commissioner. So overall, he did a fantastic job. But knowing the people that I know locally that know him, some people don't know that he's a Notre Dame alum. Mm. So um, knowing the people that know him locally, um, he's a really good dude. And he did a really good job. And I think he was looking forward to getting out of the politics of college football and kind of getting away from that and going to a, a situation where he really was going to have some power and some say. And so that ultimately that's why he made the move. So the Big Ten will go ahead and look for his new commissioner. Uh, the search has begun. The search began at the end of 2022. They knew this was coming. And um, I don't know. I'll be interested in seeing how things happen. Because they said the talk amongst those uh, coaches and administration at the national championship game, one two of the biggest talking points were Kevin Warren getting ready to leave because people knew that it was happening. And the news broke maybe two weeks ago in Chicago that he was a top candidate. So it's, it's not like a shock here in Chicago. And the fact that Jim Harbaugh is probably leaving Michigan. Those are the two main topics, right? And Jim Harbaugh leaving Michigan it has huge ramifications. I mean, we just talked about Justin Scott yesterday, and if you missed that, Apple Podcast, Spotify, go check it out and download it. Leave five stars. We appreciate it. If he leaves Michigan, it definitely impacts Justin Scott's recruitment. Immediately. So well, we stand back and we'll watch as everyone else watches and listens to see what happens. But um dude, Jim Harbaugh, it's up to him. I mean, if he leaves, it's hard to like we said, that twenty million if it's from the Denver Broncos a year is <sighs> bruh. You gotta go. Twenty mil is that's but the lot, question, uh, that's a lot of money, brother. The question too is the question too is does Michigan go back to the stone ages if Jim Harbaugh leaves? As far as you, finding a coach? If you no, know, as far as being at the level that they finally got to, are they gonna be a seven and what five team? JJ McCarthy's no, they have enough talent coming back next year, and the schedule is always terrible. So, but the recruiting, unless they get a, I mean, because you got to think, who are you going to replace a hardball with? But they you know, they recruit to their style, team. though. Mm. Which is what? See, this is the thing: they don't recruit to win a national championship, but mm. they do recruit to win the Big Ten. If you understand what I'm saying. Like, they recruit to beat Ohio State. Right. They recruit to a style of football that is the kryptonite to Ohio State. And Ohio State is the team in the program that has to respond to Michigan now. But if they respond directly to Michigan. They lose out on that championship. Honestly, from a talent standpoint, they're the closest team to Georgia and Alabama. From a talent standpoint, the style that Michigan plays, that's not holding up against Georgia. No. 
you can't you're not about to line up and ground and pound Georgia. No. So that's an interesting question, Left. That's an interesting question. It's a very interesting question. I think if I the biggest thing for me, if I were part of the Michigan administration, we would have to have a serious talk. Like, man, we're not doing this every year, bro. No, seriously. Like, tell us if you seriously see yourself being in the NFL once again. And if so, give us a timeline, a serious timeline of when you think you might be ready. Or if there is a particular job that you're waiting for. Let us know. The Colts job is out there. He was a quarterback for the Colts. Yeah. Could he go there? The rumors about Denver. The opportunities are there now. I saw someone in the chat said he's not leaving yet. So basically you're saying he is going to leave. Just not yet. If that's the case, let us know. Give us a timeline so we can start preparing ourselves. I mean, that's only fair, man. Stop having every year these young men in limbo on that roster. I mean, maybe he gave him to Coach Kelly. You know, Coach Kelly was trying to get an NFL job the whole time he was at Notre Dame. Man, you're right. I guess you guys did go through that. Yeah, so I wonder what that conversation was. I mean, he ended up staying, but I think he was because he couldn't get to that next level. You know, during the time, um, yeah. what was it, Chip Kelly got the Eagles job. I think Coach Kelly was interviewing too or something like that. So, yeah. You know what's so funny? Because we're going to talk about whether or not in the second half of the show, we're going to talk about whether or not the Ravens should trade Lamar Jackson because we talked about whether or not the Bears should trade Justin Fields. It's funny to me how people can trash Justin Fields and then turn around and say they need to trade him for a ransom. How can you call somebody trash and then think on the other end that they're going to get a lot back in trade value? That's not how that works. That's not how that works. That's not how that works. He's trash in my opinion. Well, well, well. But if they trade him, they're going to well, get a lot back. I'm just saying. Well, what? Well, technically, they did that to Roquan, and Roquan just got paid $100 million. Well, they did. Well, first of all, let me. The Bears were kept it a buck. They told Roquan, "We're not paying you, bro." <laughs> they had. They told an honest conversation, and they said, "Give us time, and we'll find a trade and a team that's willing to give you the money." And when they found the trade, they pulled the trigger. You don't Ryan, think it's the same situation as Justin? Ryan Poles told them up front, "We're not paying you, dude." We're not paying you. We're not paying you. No. Roquan is a much better player than Justin Fields. Accomplished. If you want to talk about what oh, he's accomplished, done in the league. Accomplished, accomplished, yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. So way too early top 25 left. You ready for this? Come Let's in see. and uh, just take a guess who's ranked number one. <laughs> Georgia, for sure. <laughs> now. By, by far. Yo, the Ohio State Buckeyes come in at number two. That's a lot of faith in a first-time starter, Kyle McCord. A lot of faith. The Michigan Wolverines come in at number three. I can see that with that bogus schedule. J.J. McCarthy, 
offensive line. They picked up three offensive linemen in the transfer portal. So that line will probably be formidable once again. So, you know, we'll see. The Florida State Seminoles at four left. That's the first time I say to myself, huh? Yeah, didn't they lose a bowl game or something like that? No, I think they won that bowl game at the end. But four is kind of crazy. I think they really like uh, Clay Travis down there at Florida State. Did you know the 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 final AP twenty five coaches eight twenty five came out, and we got to see where the coaches uh, ranked all the teams in the top twenty five. No, what were your thoughts? Uh, it was pretty good. I think uh, Marcus Freeman put us way too low. He need to put us at one. He put us back in behind Oregon. I saw a lot of us behind Oregon State, Oregon, but. I think we like honestly, if we play Michigan next year, I think we could beat them. Honestly, honestly if they played a series, Notre Dame probably they don't have five game series. Notre Dame has probably has a chance to beat Michigan twice. Is it look, dude? Illi- did you watch the Illinois game? You said twice out of five, though we beat them more than that in a five game series. So basically, you're saying they would win the series? No, I'm saying we would win more than two games. Okay. That's what I said. At least. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. We at least win two. At least win two. Now the the biggest thing is you got LSU, Oregon, USC. I don't know how you have Florida State in front of uh, USC. USC. I don't know that. I don't, I don't know. TCU in the top what? Come on, man. Like what? I mean, they did that because they got all them transfers. Yeah. At least they have Notre Dame ranked in front of Clemson. Notre Dame comes in at fourteen. That's and that's with Sam Hartman being added. So we're gonna do something like in a couple of weeks. We're literally going to go back every Monday into the spring game. We're gonna go back and look at every game and redissect every game from the 2022 season. Like we're gonna watch it again, see if we come up with new things, look forward and project from that and dissect those games. We're going to do it like every Monday leading up to the blue and gold game. And I think one of the things that's going to be going to be extremely fun in doing so is the fact that Notre Dame, man, how do you (laughs) – Notre Dame has this energy around it, and it's been there for like over a decade. To where they match energy. Yeah. So if you have big energy, Notre Dame brings big energy. And if you have small energy, they match your energy. And that's something that I hope Marcus Freeman and this staff can change. Bring a more consistent energy. A dominant energy. Yeah. A more we consistent play to the level of whoever, though. Yeah. Maybe not a yet to be seen at Georgia or uh, Alabama, but we played to the level of whoever else. I thought we played to the level of Ohio State. We just didn't finish and and make the impact plays like we needed to. But we played to their level. We didn't go in there and just embarrass ourselves, you know. So I think uh, Marcus Freeman has a little bit of that in him, but he also showed that they're able to come back from things as well and, and have dominant-type performances. Absolutely. But the dominant performances against teams 
that we should be scoring 45, 50 points on. Hopefully that translates to a bigger opponent where we can, I mean, to play like Georgia in the championship, beat a team 60 something to seven. <laughs> that is the definition, bro, of in a championship game. That's what's the second best team in the country? Now, if they play the series, do you think that's how it will play out every game, or do you think that's just the anomaly of the series to where it just happened that way on that night? Man, the way they looked against TCU, it was like TCU couldn't do anything. I mean, Georgia was running basic little bubble screens, basic runs. They wasn't doing no tricky nothing. We running right, running left, may throw a bubble, may throw a nice little pass here. And it's like TCU was playing catch up the entire game. They scored on every drive. <laughs> and then the backups got in and scored every drive. If your backups is getting in and you're not missing, this is the cha- the championship game. Right. The backups are in there beating the, the other team starters. Right. The backup twos, the twos and threes that barely played consistently all season, outscored the starting offense on the championship opponents. <laughs> that's the type of dominance I want to see from Notre Dame. Now, that's a – I don't know what we need to get into that bag. But that's a Mark, different bag. Got to turn his speeches up a little bit of something because, man. That's a different bag. That's a that's different a... bag. That's a different bag, but that's a bag when you just stack, right? Like Kirby Smart just has just stacked talent on top of talent. Like you've never talent. seen no, no stuff like that before. No. It was like Space Jam. It was all the Space Jam monsters versus the, the, the peeny weeny Looney Tunes. It was like Looney Tunes out there. Yeah. <laughs> he was – so if we can do that to an Ohio State next year, I know we winning it. I know we winning the whole thing. Yeah. But, it'll, you know, we'll probably play it close because we we on the rise. You know what I mean? But we need to be – I mean, good grief. Never have I ever seen no championship game for all the marbles. Now I've seen, you know, you win comfortably. You win by like 10 or 14. They won by 40-plus. <laughs> That's uh, it's funny. It's funny, dude. So, it wasn't just the greatest deficit in the history of the college football playoffs. <laughs> it was the greatest history in the history of college football in a game, bro. It, yo, in the in the modern era, it was like yeah. it was. I couldn't believe, and we could put man. I, you might be able to put Kirby Smart on the petty train like for the rest of the year, for the entire year. Just okay. and then after they did it, you know what they said? Oh man, team said we gonna be seven and five. Ain't no way. Just being petty again. Like no one said you were gonna be seven and five. Like what are you talking about? You see, you see how y'all whooped up on them teams? Y'all talking about seven and five? Y'all put seventy five on a team. Damn, man. <laughs> yeah, man. That's they put basketball numbers on them boys. 
said wow. seven and five. That's the Bulls. That's the biggest cap on the whole college football season. You are more yeah. the football season saying that. Yeah. And as far as Florida State being four, I understand on paper the hype. But look, until they're able to beat Clemson, no, you can't really respect them. Alabama's at five, but Alabama, who's their quarterback? Mm. Penn State is at six. Who's their quarterback? Mm. Boy, I like, I like, okay, hold on now. Drew Alar from Penn okay. State, I like him. First time started left. I like him. It's growing pains either way. Unless he comes in, unless he's Trevor Lawrence. He might be. Uh, well, he might he, be a, a, a He should have started last year then if he was Trevor Lawrence. You're right. But they ain't going to do Sean Clifford like they're going to do No, Kevin they're Brown. not. USC should be higher, in my opinion. They should definitely be higher than Florida State. They don't got no defense. Just imagine if SC made it to the playoffs and played Georgia. Last I checked, left, they're still playing a Pac-12 schedule. You don't Pac-12, need not no joke now. You got Deion, you got Oregon, you got... Deion is not going to be ready this year. Not this year. Who is his son is quarterback, right? You never know. He better than he might be better than but he better than Bo Nix now. And I think the quarterback, if I'm not mistaken, I think Utah got their quarterback. I Cam think Cam Rising is do it better than him. No, I'm just saying Utah is the kryptonite. Dude, Michigan to Ohio State is Utah to USC. Yes. It's the same pair. Damn near Oregon State is too. Yeah, absolutely. I think Oregon they State up, had them like 13 to 10 or something like yeah. that. I think didn't they pull it out late against mm-hmm. Oregon State? So Oregon, Tennessee, who's quarterback? And oh, Joe Milton is quarterback for Tennessee, right? I gave him a half a season. But see, Joe Milton might be you said you give him half a season. Yeah. He'll, 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 you know, he don't have enough intangibles. But he got some big playability, but half a season, I'll give it to him. Lucky Luffy Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. Great content each and every day dropping, even in the offseason. We cover college football unlike anyone else. It's the Lucky Luffy Podcast. You already know we spin it different. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Washington Huskies at 11 is, dude, Michael Penix Jr. I like Michael Penix He put Jr. on a show, man. He very, yeah. very quietly put on a show in the Pac-12 last year. And Washington right. really came on. Huge right. win on the road against Oregon late in the season. So I'm I'm cool with Washington hover, hovering around 10-11. Uh, I'm cool with that. That's that's a solid forecast. Yeah, shout out Michael Penix Jr., big fan. Um. TCU See, that's a guy that transferred to Notre Dame. I can say we're we're winning it all. Michael Penix Jr.? Yes. 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 
Really, you like him that much left, huh? I like him that much. I think we can win it all with Michael Penix. He's consistent enough. He's comfortable throwing that thing. He's definitely just comfortable imagine, throwing that thing. Just imagine if we had a quarterback that was comfortable throwing the ball 30, 40 times a game. And then we throw in a crazy run game at Notre Dame with some with some receivers that's hungry. Man, we might be the best scoring offense of all time. But that offensive line, come on. Like, I don't – like, the people that took a hard stance on him when he transferred from Indiana and were like, no. And I'm like, what's the problem? What's the problem? He was good. He just got hurt. That's Those are my thoughts. And then his offensive coordinator had left yeah. as well. So he's reunited with his offensive coordinator, and you see the numbers he puts up. And no one expected Washington to do what they did in the Pac-12. Then they play Texas in the bowl game. He lights Texas up. So it's like, what what has Michael Penix Jr. showed you to make you take a hard stance? Because he elevated a program how we want a program to be elevated. He went to Washington and made them better. He definitely stepped up the offense. He definitely so elevated the offense. We if, we if we could get that from Sam Hartman, we'd be straight. If he can come in and and rise us to top five spot, because only the quarterback can do that once you get in that top fifteen. Only the quarterback can make you go higher in the standings when you top fifteen, because those are the fifteen best quarterbacks. Unless you're Georgia. But, you know, they quarterback, shoot, six touchdowns in the championship game. Probably won't be beaten for a while. You know, he got the numbers, but good grief. Talking about a superstar dream team. Man, look. It's one of those things where it's all about system and where you go, man. Like, careers for young men specifically in college, are so fragile, man, especially a quarterback, man, because if you go to the wrong school, like Walker Howard, someone just asked about Walker Howard. Garland Doxy, thank you for tapping in as always. Garland Doxy said, what do y'all think about the Howard kid? He went there for school and not fit. Exactly, exactly. Like, and he didn't know Coach Kelly, man. He should have called me. (laughs) Absolutely. So, you know, that's, that's one of those things where, um, you go to a school for whatever reason without it being the right fit or the right culture, especially the relationship between head coach, OC, quarterback coach, or young, young quarterback still developing is vitally important. Vitally important. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what much else to say. About that, but Michael Penix, you know, left left loves him. Love said he would have loved for him to show up at Notre Dame as a quarterback, you know. And I understand if you have a preference, but like anyone taking a hard stance, like Nas, like wait a minute, like people take a really hard stance. We know who George is going after, right? Like literally, Spencer Sanders just waited. He just waited because most reports say it's Georgia, 
and Spencer Sanders, or George is going to decide to stay with Beck. And people are like, I don't know. Wait a minute. You think Georgia can win a championship with the quarterback they just had, but they can't win with Spencer Sanders? Turn around, handing the ball off, and making plays is it with the talent around them. It's, you know, we'll see. I know I trust Todd Munkin to develop just about any quarterback. Any quarterback. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Corey Mays is going to join us momentarily, waiting for him to pop up uh, on the video. Um, but yeah, left. Yeah, I think uh, you know sometimes quarterbacks go for the love of the school, like you see with a Drake May. Yeah, but Drake May also has Drake May talent. Yeah, and you can do that. Yeah, when you're talented like that. But then again get kids like Jalen Daniels mm-hmm. who has more talent than a Walker Howard at this point. Yeah. So the transfer makes sense. Yeah. And then you add that with a coach that wants to win now. Coach Kelly ain't thinking about developing no Walker Howard. I could have told him that. <laughs> if Walker Howard would have went in there ready to play day one, then he would have played. But if not, you're going to be waiting. So I'm not surprised by the move. And it goes back to don't go for the school. I mean, yeah. no. Don't yeah, don't go for the school, go for the fit. Walker Howard could have been starting somewhere in college football right now. Facts. Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, Lucky Lefty Podcast, CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown, all of our great content. That is our conversation about the way too early top 25. Big Ten needing a new commissioner, and the Chicago Bears having a new team president and Kevin Warren, who is a Notre Dame alum. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.